Hello, and welcome to Back House Sessions with Dr. Valinda B. and Rena Glover, the show that helps you heal and deal. Today, we're going to talk about preferences. Yes, and yes, we're going to talk about preferences, and this idea spawned from um, a conversation that my cousin, his name is Jermel, who's here today, he's always here, he's He's here every day, but he started asking, um, would I date a short guy, so I am five, nine and a half, um, (laughs) come on half, half. no, it is, it it is a difference, I'm not five ten, but I'm not five nine, okay, okay, so, (laughs) but he was asking me, and I was telling him, like, I'm probably will, like, if if the energy is right, Mm-hmm. And if, uh, you know, if, if he's just makes me swoon, then okay, I'll go to five eight. <laughs> but you gotta remember, I got when I put on shoes, the uh-huh. second I put my slides on, like I'm, I'm, you know, that's a half, half inch. inch. I'm ten. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not. Your feet not gonna be swinging on the edge of the bed while mine is touching the floor. I know that's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I understand, you know, whatever. But. But I think it just also, it's just a, it, it, it ties into a bigger conversation just at the end of the day. Yeah, for sure. So even with that example, like the swinging of the feet or like we laying down and your toes touching the top of my calf, ain't nobody got time. <laughs> <laughs> Why is your toe touching my calf? Like the top of and it though. And your leg is straight. This is what I'm saying. Straight. Okay, well what if it's a good fan? Because oh, every, every woman is talking about men are just... Not good. Okay. If it's a great man, would you give him a shot at being five eight, five seven? Five eight is what about five seven and a half? That's okay. Still, <laughs> I think I. It's about confidence. You gotta have. Hold on, let me bring this back because <laughs> I wanted y'all to hear him. But I think it's it's just a, if you have it's a certain confidence that I like. Because also, if you're a short man and you do, because in my experience, I'm because I'm tall and I'm thick. Like, Come on. Okay, let, let them know. <laughs> Thick thigh slaves lives. Yeah. Every, every, everyone is listening. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> we don't need to go there. Um, but yeah, like, so, but I do find that if you are short and you do step to me, they tend to have, like, conf- I'll be like, oh, okay. Like, oh. But it depends. Like, but a lot of times, dep- once you get past five, seven, five, eight, it's probably no friend. I'm sorry. But in that he he uh, you did ask uh, when we were off of uh, off of the mic he was saying so what's the difference in that he was like I got a homeboy that's great he's a great guy well tell us about him yeah Drew. tell him about him um I said that he was a great guy right. and, and and that he was successful in life um oh and then Lynn was oh and then Lynn was asking if uh oh like oh you got oh can I date him and you said what. Oh, and then that's when I said that he has a white woman. Uh-huh. Um, and the reason he has a white woman was because that he doesn't date black women because they're, you know, a little bit too much for him. Mm. And, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where this conversation just went. And I think it was more than a little too much. It was. He doesn't like black women because they have too much of an opinion. Yes. Too much to say. They're too much, right? And so we had this conversation about preferences. Like, I'm all for a date who you want to date. 
you know, who you love, you love. If you like it, I love it, right? (laughs) But if you like it, I love it. You can date a white woman. You can date a Hispanic woman. You can date an Asian woman without downplaying a black woman. I don't understand why black men, some black men, feel like it's necessary for them to downgrade, disrespect, disown, disregard a black woman just because they're dating a woman of another ethnicity. Black, and so then we start having this conversation about what's the difference between, you know, you saying you're not dating a short woman and him not dating a black woman. You're not dating a short man. Short man. Short man, man, sorry. And so the difference is just because I want to date a taller man because I'm tall, that's a preference. Not one time did I say, I don't want to date a short man because taller men are smarter or they're more athletic or they uh, make more money or, you know, they have attitudes or they're ghetto or their hair is nappy or I don't say none of that. (laughs) So you can have a preference without talking about and disrespecting black women. Negatively about something. Yes, I didn't say that I didn't like short men because, well, it's just it's just what I don't like. And that's where it can stay. And I think a lot of times um, when we discuss, because uh, it's a lot of that talk, talk, especially because I don't know, Clubhouse is out. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's just like, it's basically like a panel discussion on, on uh, like on an app. Mm-hmm. And so like they have a lot of discussion, like a black man, black women discussions. It, it, they happen everywhere. Like. Um, but I think a lot of it is just the disrespect. It's not, it's not with you having an opinion. It's about the way that you express your preferences. I think that's important. Yeah. And I think that is a lot of the disconnect that we have, um, just amongst each other, like black men and black women or just black people. I mean, like black women versus anybody. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It does seem like it's a black woman versus everybody type of situation. And our hope is that you know, our black men would support us and encourage us and uplift us. And many do. So let's not get it twisted that we're saying that black men don't care about the black woman. We're not saying that. We're talking specifically about those black men who find it necessary to justify their preferences and relationships by standing on the backs of and disrespecting black women. Because it, it, because of self-hate. Because you really Come don't on. like yourself. Right. And so, you know, we're extensions of you. <laughs> like, black women are, so you're, you were made from a black woman. Come on. And you are, around, like, you don't like yourself. You don't like the situation you're in. You don't like all that stuff. And all those things that are connected to it are, of course, who are taking care of you in and around you are probably black women, too. And that's so you it. start coming up with these stigma. I feel like it's sometimes like a, a stigma. Like, that's just, like, I don't know. And then when you get in trouble, who are you calling? Yeah. <laughs> Usually your mama. Yeah. That old black woman with the nappy <laughs> hair that you don't like. Right. When it you comes call to her a, to rescue fight, you. Yes. Yes. But when it comes to a fight for just, we talking about, you know, food, then it's an issue. Well, what's the difference then? Right. Mm-hmm. And what's okay. And why is it? So, I mean, we could go back and think about, you know, if we think about slavery times, for example, the idea was to separate families, right? Take the man away from the family. They took away our children, right? And we had to kind of create these families um, and these kinships, right? That's why everybody's a cousin, an auntie, an uncle, everybody related. We, you know, I got a million cousins and a million aunties that has no blood relation. But then, then you get close to somebody, you'll be like, that's not my real cousin. Like, it is, but they're not really my cousin. Like, we went to church together. <laughs> exactly, right? And so we've created this kinship type of thing 
So then when we had families that were separating, the man was taken away from the family. It forced the, the woman oftentimes to take charge, right? And to kind of be strong and have this strength, right? This quote masculinity that was missing in order for things to continue running, uh, to continue running in the household. Yeah. And it's even talking about the strong black woman. I mean, all of these things happen and all of these things happen, not because we wanted it to happen. It's because we were trying to sustain and, and, you know, live and survive. And, but what's unfortunate, it seems that those strengths that came from having to do and step up and take care of are the same strengths that the men that we were talking about earlier don't like. Yeah. And it really doesn't make sense because you would just think that they would see that as an asset. Um, right. Yeah. Right. Because it's something maybe maybe you're lacking in some spaces. And so she want she felt the need to, to speak up e- either on your behalf. <laughs> right. Or just speak to you about something that she really want thought was helpful. I don't sure. know. And it's seen as, as a negative thing. But for sure. So like I I was married years ago now. Oh, right. Been divorced for a long time. <laughs> been divorced for a while now. And so I've dated throughout this time. And. I found I, one guy in particular that I've dated. Um, you know, when you ask, hey, what is it that you want in a woman, right? They give you these big definitions, the like God fearing, feminine, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, right. I said, so <laughs> what does that mean? I believe in operationally defining something. Like, what does it mean in this instance? These men be like, Lord, help me. <laughs> but I what does it mean? Operationally define this. Because what does it mean? So God-fearing woman, right? Mm-hmm. You want a God-fearing woman. Does that mean she go to church? The She go to Bible study? Are you guys praying together? Are, you know, is she really God-fearing? She not giving out the cookie like that, right? Right. So what are we talking about? Well, God so then, fearing, do you want her? Right. <laughs> How do you want it? <laughs> right. And so I asked that question and he, I said, so what if, you know, she doesn't want to have sex. Right. And he was like, okay. So then you want someone who believes in God and maybe, you know, can engage in some things where she doesn't feel necessarily convicted mm. or maybe, She's not one that y'all not praying together, you know, every night, right? There's levels to this. This is a word. Defining your preferences. Huh. You got to define it. Operationally defined. But see, I do stuff like this, which may- causes someone to think, and that's too much sometimes. Yeah. Then feminine. Because nobody wants to think. <laughs> I said, so then feminine. Yeah. What does that look like for you? How is someone, you know, you date mm-hmm. a woman. Yeah. You, so she's obviously she's a female, female right? Yeah. So. You know, you want her hair done, nails done, you know, bags and heels. Like, what do you want? Yeah, I want that. Okay. I want her to be. Can you afford it? Huh? Huh. I want her to be mild-mannered. What does that look like for you? Can she have an opinion? Yeah, she can have an opinion, but she doesn't need to, like, voice it it like that. Oh. Oh, okay. So, when someone tells you how they feel, right, is that a problem? It's like, oh, they can tell me, but, you know, at the end of the day, I need you to be the person to make the decisions. So, wait, you, this man said this to you? 
<laughs> She's single right now. If you guys didn't know. <laughs> Anybody out there? Anybody out there? She's single. Right? Uh, if you didn't know, because it's important to me to operationally define right. what it is that I want, and I feel like people walk around with these big labels that they throw around. Mm-hmm. They don't really sit and think about what they want because you can't indeed have a woman that's one God fearing, have a woman that's two feminine, have a woman three that has ma- mild manner, right? But it doesn't meet what you have in your mind for it to meet, right? right? She doesn't look like, act like, speak like how you envision your perfect mate to be. But you don't even know what that looks like. You don't know what it looks like. And then stop going for women who don't look like what it is that you want. Right. Because then the expectation is now, because I know what I, I, this is Belinda talking. Right. I know what I want. I know who I am. Mm. I know what path I'm on. If I'm walking down this path, I and you come and try to get on the path that I'm on, I'm walking straight. Don't try to come and ask me to turn around to go right, with you. That's left. not happening. Especially when you can see the path that I'm on. Right. I tell you what I'm doing and who I am and what I believe and what I won't accept. Mm-hmm. And you try to get with me and then you become frustrated at the woman that you chose. Don't work out. Mm. Define what you want. What do you prefer? Yeah. And you have to know that. Yeah. And if you don't define it, you're, and yeah, I think a lot of time we avoid defining things. I know I'm, I'm a, a, a big person. I avoid defining things quite often because sometimes, because a lot of times I don't know what I want. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what I want. And uh, I want somebody to define it for me. And sometimes you might <laughs> feel, you might, once you start looking inside yourself, you might get to a space where you say, I ain't ready for all that person got. Yeah. They, hey. And having to admit that to yourself, like, oh, I'm not good enough. Maybe hey, I'm, yeah. I'm not good enough. There's some things about my lifestyle that I'll have to change in order to be with this woman or this man. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you still want it. And that's how that, that's how it always, they, or somebody still wants it. And so they avoid either defining it or they try to change what you're doing. Or so, they to make avoid themselves feel like they're on the same level. They avoid healing and they avoid mm-hmm. dealing. They avoid healing with uh, past traumas, yes. past relationships that didn't work out. You know, insecurities that we all have, right? Flaws. You know, maybe some unfulfilled hopes and wishes and dreams, mm-hmm. and then dealing with it. One, gaining insight. You can do that through therapy. You right. can write in a journal, write a song. However, it is you need. To enlighten what's going on inside of you yeah. and then take steps to dealing with it. Yeah, that's, yeah. I, um, I, I feel like a, a lot of times when I'm dating, I don't know, it just gets tricky. Like, cause it, cause even if you're aware of what's going on, mm-hmm. you still have to, like you said, the dealing part mm-hmm. of it too. Like you still have to deal with it. And I think. Sometimes we uh, make excuses for our trauma or just make excuses sure. for the fact that we had it. And like, sometimes we want to be a victim and kind of be like, well, it just shouldn't happen. Like, you know, you just want to be like, you know, I don't know. You you, you make, you, you stop there. I think that's kind of where we are in like a society place. Because we got Instagram, we got all this stuff. So we got the info now and uh, we, we got the quotes and we got the, the mm-hmm. stuff. So the healing stuff is starting to get there. I think the dealing stuff is, that's the hard work. That's the sure. the part that you really have to make a choice uh, to do. 
Yeah. Um, and I think uh, that's kind of where we, I think that's where we miss each other a lot of times in, in relationships in general. Absolutely. So when we uh, decide not to deal with our stuff and heal from our past traumas, what do we do? Put it in a bag and carry it with us. And put them on other people. Uh, that's going to get too heavy. <laughs> so, for example, if you were in a toxic relationship with someone, if a man was in a toxic relationship with a woman and she did certain things that made them feel triggered mm-hmm. or manipulated or misused, right? Or, for example, I dated a guy one time where I would say, oh, I miss you. And he'd be like, miss me? Why? What do you mean? Uh-huh. And I was like, what? Where did this come from? <laughs> come from right and he explained to me later on that when he was in his previous relationship when the girl would say oh i miss you it was a way of saying he didn't do what he was supposed to do or it was a way of shaming him or a way of saying he wasn't present or so and i was like okay let's clear this up yeah because what i mean (laughs) when i say i miss you is that i wish you were here i miss you i love being around you i mean exactly what i say so those are some things that, that baggage that he can't unpack yeah. and expected me to carry on into our future. That can't work. Yeah. And a lot of times I think we have an expectation for our partners to save us, like mm-hmm. for them to, like, if you love me, you put it on. Like, no, no, <laughs> no. I'm not. But a lot of us have been taught that's what love is. It's just really accepting people for who they are, which it is to an extent. It mm-hmm. is about accepting people, but. I think also having expectations for yourself and having expectations. When you have expectations for yourself, you have expectations for certain people. And when they have to hit them, sometimes you got to... Um, adjust. Yeah, adjust or let it go. Because yeah. it's not hitting the mark. And then there's a level of accountability that has to happen. There's accountability for self and then holding others accountable. Right? So, you know, for me, it's like... Listen, if I say to you, Aaron, if I say... Aaron, I'm going to pick you up at 12.30. Can you expect that I'll pick you up at 12.30? I can. Why? Because when you say you're going to do something, you do it. I do it. I follow through. This is an expectation that I have of me, right? Because I hold myself to that, I also hold other people to that. I communicate that. Mm. Don't disrespect my time. So if you say, Valinda, I'm coming at 12.30, guess what I expect? You to be there at 1230. Yeah. And so when it comes to be one o'clock and I call you and say, hey, what happened? And I'm holding you accountable for what you said you were going to do. Mm-hmm. That's not me nagging. That's not me. That's, That's how they me try to do you. Holding you accountable. Ain't it? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, uh, I tell you, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Uh, I made it. You didn't do what you said you was going to do. And you said 12. 30. So otherwise it should have been communicated. And I would have expected you, if I were running late, to say to me, uh, you said 1230. And I didn't call. I didn't text. I didn't send an SOS. I didn't do nothing. Yeah. And we just said it. You know, I would expect that from you. So I think things need to be communicated. But that accountability piece is a big one. Mm-hmm. People following through on what they say they're going to do. And when they don't and you hold people, I don't know, accountable, yeah. then you become this sort of villain. Yeah. Not all people, but I have experienced that plenty of times. Yeah, it's totally something that I know I need to work on. Because um, I know at least in my life, I, like I'm a more just, I like stuff to be free, looser. I like lines to not be so strict. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I like to have that freedom for yeah. myself. And so I like to give other people that, that freedom too. You like the gray areas? I do like the, I, I think everything, li- I don't like it the gray, but I know that everything lives in the gray. 
Um, and but also also I'm finding but also I'm finding I I, I have a lot of issues because I like to keep things gray. Uh-huh. So you know I guess that's a part of my growth. Oh yeah, uh, it's a lot of confusion for me. It what the gray? The gray area. Oh. Oh yeah. It seems like y'all love the gray. No, it, it, I, I mean yeah because we're free. Because like, they don't have like to make they don't have to define it. It's, it's freedom. And so when you when get with the, the black and when you white, get with the black and white, like it's so tough. that's when it's like oh shit. And that's Sorry. why me and Aaron, a lot of times, you know, we're different. Personality-wise, yeah. we're different. So then when it comes to dating, I am very black and white. I keep a calendar. Yeah, you're very you know, tough. I'm a planner. Aaron is more like, oh, yeah, I can hang, I can hang with her. Right. Yeah. So we, why, we chilling. So, <laughs> but why am I tough? Why does it make me tough? Because you like just said because you, you hold certain standards. But why is that tough? It, it, and it's not tough. It's just like, okay, if 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 I want that, then that's where I'm going to be. But if I just want to chill, I'm... So there's no room for movement over here is what you're saying. No. <laughs> Y'all should have seen like, his face. Aaron is like, no. yeah, I mean, we chilling. We, we, you know, don't be well, mad at me because... and I'm going to be, I'm going to be mad at you. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just, I just, <laughs> I just know, I just, for me, I just leave space because I know that people, I'm complex. Like I know I can, I know that I can have just me, myself, like I can have the intentions to get there at 1230. I know that I can like, you know, sometimes like, but I, I just, I'm a person that's like, I understand things happen, but I do understand like, but I do have like a, no use, like. But what's wrong with calling? If you're going to be late, can exactly. you call? I feel that. I do feel that. Right. But I'm the type of person that do, we meet at 1230. If you get here at one, I'm chilling, like whatever, like. There was a, when I set a time, when I set a time, it's a range. There's a margin. It's a range. So if you're getting past, like once we get past like 10 minutes, you, you should say something. Like you should, but. Right? Yeah, I do know, but I think I see your point. The, the biggest point is just to, to just do what you say you're going to do. That's at it. The end of the day. Yeah. And, then and I shouldn't get tough for asking you or bringing up that you should do what you I say you're going to do. I shouldn't be tough or the drill sergeant or the warden. For me, responding to what you said you were going to do. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that way of thinking really helps you to not get stuck in uh, in in stupid situations that I think we get stuck in so long. Because I think Amen. for me, I will be like, we have a, it's a, it's, um, you know, I say 1230, you get there at one. And then like, I'm like, okay, I'm okay. But then it does kind of about like, okay, maybe I should. Now I don't know if I should say something. Like I always end up in that type of situation. Like. Should I, uh, not, not should I say something, but like I was allowing it and then it changed. Like I just, I'm so, my, my, everything changes all the time so frequently for me. And I'm laughing because I am the opposite. Ain't no way. Listen, bro. Cause I got a big life. Let's just be clear. This is how I think about it, right? You are not my only priority. Right. You're just not. Take it however it feels. Right. I also know I'm not your only priority. If I am, this isn't going to work. You should have a job. (laughs) If you have some children. I love people who volunteer and do community service. Right? Like, you know, church. You got projects. You got a podcast. You got stuff to do. Yes. So if you want to spend some of my time, which I count to be quality, Mm -hmm. you need to plan for it. Yes. Or if you can't make it, say that. Let me know. But keeping me hanging off, that's a short, you know what it is? It's a surefire way not to get on my calendar again. Period. Yes. I'm cool. I feel that. Can I come? Nope. <laughs> because I done made arrangements. And I've done, I, I was like, I'm like that in friendships too. 
Yeah. Yeah, there's friends that I do not count on to be on time and to be... So I'm double booking. I'm doing other things, especially when my son was little. Mm-hmm. And I had to find arrangements and for babysitters and all that kind of stuff. And yes. you think you can tell me you're not coming? That's the last time you're doing that to me. Right. Well, see, I, you know, I don't have as many commitments. If <laughs> 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 we're being honest. <laughs> right. I got like three jobs. I'm doing all kinds yeah. of stuff. Yeah. So I think that's why... And then again, I'm a type A. Yeah, it's like, what was you doing? What you doing Personal. all day? I'm just, you know, at the uh, at the studio, you know, <laughs> on Logic, <laughs> chilling. And me, you open up my calendar app, is boom, 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 yeah. boom. Right? I have a to do list that's super long. So yeah, it's all about knowing who you're talking to, who your audience is. If you know, if you had the opportunity to know me mm-hmm. before trying to quote get with me, you already know how I'm moving. Right. What makes you think? You come in here, it's going to make something change. Yeah. And I'm not saying compromising. Of course, you have to compromise some things. But what I'm doing and who I am is that. Yeah, it shouldn't be the core parts of yourself that you're compromising. (laughs) Because in some ways, you're attracted to it. Yeah. You're attracted to the ambition. You're attracted to the the movement. You're Mm -hmm. attracted to the... Uh, confidence and independence, making her own money. You're you're attracted to all those things. So when those same strengths come around and hold you accountable, that's when you have a problem. Yeah. Because that same person is holding everybody else accountable and you find that to be cool until the spotlight's on yeah, you. Yeah, your spirit wants it until your ego get there. Hello. Yeah. Come on, sister. That was huh. good. I know, girl. The ego had to travel a little later. <laughs> I know that's right. You know what I mean? Your ego coming now, your, your, your pride. You know, it's like, ah, shaking. Yeah. And no. And that's hard. That's hard. I hate that. That feeling when somebody telling you some stuff and you don't like it, but you, they telling you, but you, you recognize that it probably is something. Yeah. That's hard. Or, you know, the whole gaslighting thing. I know that's been like a, a thing where somebody says something, you remind them and hold them accountable for it. And then they act like it's your problem. Like you, like you the crazy one. Yeah. Uh-uh. Well, I didn't. I didn't even do that. That's not I'm even the, what I was doing. Like, no, you're but always you, making up something to be like. It's, it's like, uh, don't know. Yeah. So I've learned too, in a previous relationship, that I, I realized that I put a name on it mm-hmm. and defined it because you have to define things. Well, gaslighting. Mm-hmm. Define gaslighting for the the children, girl. <laughs> gaslighting is a form of manipulation. Okay. So, for example, if you said if you and I are in a relationship, Aaron, right, a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what, Aaron? I really want us to define goals about where our relationship is going and our future. And I'm excited for us to be together and moving forward. And I'm going to make some changes about that, right? Mm -hmm. You're like, okay, great. Later on, you say, all right, so... um, and talking about changes. And talking about our future, I'm like, what? Stop pressuring me. I feel pressured. Why do you keep pressuring me about... Our future and the changes and all that stuff. No, but you're you told so, me. No, no, I didn't know because you said no. I said that I was thinking about oh. some things, oh. but you were thinking about changing. Now it's always you pressuring me. Like I'm not ready <laughs> for that because if I was ready, then I would have told you I was ready. Oh yeah, no, we got go. gaslighting. Okay, and gaslighting also is like when you, uh, like you, you say some like oh, so like when you do something and then say you didn't do it, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. So, ain't nobody got time. So, when it comes to 
like preferences and what you want. I don't know how we got down this rabbit hole. <laughs> we were talking about having preferences. No, we were talking about defining our preferences, though. Yes, defining our preferences. Operationally define what it is that you want, ladies and gentlemen. Because if you don't know what you want, you'll always end up with something that looks different than what you expected. Okay, so how do you go about define? Like, how do you go about somebody who is like, okay, um, who's a little bit more more loose? How do you go about defining things for yourself, or like coming up with those that list, or coming up with those values and stuff like that? Like finding out what it is that's important to you. What's important to you is follow through important to you is a certain level of commitment. Um, is safety and security important yeah. to you? A sense of loyalty, you know, is somebody being fun and loose, you know, important to you? Or do you prefer somebody who keeps a schedule, right? Yeah. What is it that you prefer? Um, and then not settling for not things settling. that are not what you prefer. Not settling. <laughs> That's and the then, hardest part. And then having a keen eye and making sure that you're watching when someone is trying to kind of get you change. off course and change you, change who you are fundamentally. Mm -hmm. That's when it's a problem. You can have conversations about being on time. If you can't be on time, just call me. Yeah. Right. But to tell me to never keep a calendar and I should always wait around for you. That's not going to happen. Yeah. That's not who I am. I'm not a person that's going to sit and do that. Because if I end up accommodating you, eventually I'm going to resent you. Yes. For those very same things. Yeah. And while I'm sitting there and quiet and I'm grinding in my seat because I'm accommodating you because I said I was okay with something yeah. that I'm not. And so communication. And if it leaves you alone sometimes, that's time for you to spend with Jesus and getting your life together. Hallelujah. Keep on going. And but get yeah, this connection go. to self and, and God is really what's going to get you, have you really be able to define those preferences as well. Exactly. Because you, know, you have had time to figure out what those things are. Right. And see, for me, I'm not perfect. <laughs> Far from, okay? <laughs> but, like, if I'm somebody who I go to devotional, we both do five days a week, mm -hmm. right? I'm at church on Sunday. When church was in session, because now we're still in quarantine, um, I'm at the church. I'm if that's what, that's how I'm moving, yeah. and you're not into that kind of stuff, don't, that's okay. Don't get me up, bro. But don't <laughs> try to get me away from what it is that I'm doing. Don't try to shame it. Don't try to make fun of it. Don't do none of that. Yeah. Just go find somebody else. Yeah. It's okay. Exactly. So I think that's an excellent place for us to um, end this podcast. Um, thank you guys so much for coming uh, to Back House Sessions with Dr. Belinda B. and Rena Glover. Uh, we will be doing a grab bag episode um, later in the month. Um, so if you have any questions or anything that you'd like to ask or hear our perspective on, feel free to shoot us an email at podcast at gmail.com. Once again, back has, oh, I'm sorry, podcast at gmail.com. Love you. Talk to you soon.